Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Why Are You Like This, a podcast devoted to finding out who we are and why we do the things we do. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, and this week's guest stole my heart from her very first. <laughs> yeah, yeah! <laughs> Who's that with Heather? It's Broadway's edgy Disney princess, Carissa Hoagland. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the pod. I like that you say edgy, and then I immediately am like, hi. Hello. <laughs> it's like fairies appear there's little mice making clothes behind her you can't tell yeah 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 how's your day it's good it's like a little bit um I'm answering a lot of emails right now which is so much more stressful to me than like putting on a show I I can't do it and I don't like to do it all right admin admin work (laughs) I'm truly my own personal assistant and that is not what I ever wanted to be so (laughs) teacher in service day which again yeah. as a kid I had no idea what it meant I just knew that we got the day off but like teachers just have days where they answer emails so it is hard I did not know that yeah I was homeschooled wow starting off strong with facts <laughs> facts 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 yes in the public school system in Hillsboro, Oregon there would be in service days where kids just didn't have to go to school on a Wednesday and teachers got to do emails, I guess. While they drink martinis. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. No kids in a school. No. I, as a youth, used to have, you know, did you ever like dream of like a dream house? I used to design dream houses. And in this closet behind me, my mom sent me recently stuff from like my childhood because she's cleaning out the house because mm-hmm. they're retiring in two years. And that's how much stuff they have that she has to start now. And she sent me this notebook and I was like, what is this? And it's got like these, <laughs> like, like a fourth graders version of a blueprint. Mm-hmm. And I'm like designing the layout of houses Architect. all the time. I used to do this. Yeah. I just had dreams of like taking a, taking my legitimate high school. I was like, this is before I was at high school and I was like, if I just made this my house, I would have a theater, a gym. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, That'd be amazing. I could do science, I think. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to do science. Even though the volcano thing that they show on commercials, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. You know? No. No. <laughs> Although I recently watched this video that was made for children and it was about the day the dinosaurs died and mm. like so much... Am I allowed to cuss on this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Go crazy. Amazing. So much shit went down that like... I remember learning about the dinosaurs, but a child asked me, like, how did the dinosaurs die? And I was like, hmm, <laughs> I don't know. I guess, like, the Ice Age? And so I found this video and I watched it and it's like a cartoon and it's devastating. And you're like, holy crap, because so much went down because that a meteor struck the Earth. <laughs> it's horrifying to watch. Anyways, everyone should um, Google the day the dinosaurs died for kids. <laughs> it's exquisite. I um, have recently went to the Natural History Museum. Mm-hmm. And did you know that a lot of those dinosaurs that you look at have like fake bones in them? Yes. It you bl- did not not know that. I did not know that i was walking around and i think it's it's because when you go to the natural history museum you're basically going to a kid's playground that is like cosplaying as a museum so it's not like you're in the mood really to like absorb things or at least i wasn't and i'm looking at this giant t-rex and i'm like well 75 percent of that is fake bones no but they like know because that they're scientists yeah they know because they're like scientists, is what I said. <laughs> but I guess, yeah, they're just like guessing, right? right. So maybe T Rexes didn't look like that at all. Maybe they were blondes. Tr- Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know that they had feathers. What? Yeah. This is something that they discovered like in the last decade or something that dinosaurs had feathers because birds are modern day dinosaurs, pigeons are dinosaurs explains pigeons not having any fear right like parrots toucans it tracks but all they're pretty sure that like almost all dinosaurs had feathers wow yeah which makes them truly it's like out of harry potter this entire podcast is changing this is now about dinosaurs thank you all for listening before um (laughs) but now it's a dinosaurs podcast with me and broadway's carissa hoagland Yeah, but dinosaurs are really crazy. Anyways, I don't know really incredible facts about them. I just know that they had feathers. That's an incredible fact that I didn't know. So sharing information is really how we grow and stretch. I can also tell you, though, that there used to be this dinosaur called, or I guess it was a shark, and it was called a megalodon. And it was like four times the size of a great white shark. And it had like a huge mouth and it lived like, like you know millions of years ago that's it that's it that's all i know this is why deep sea scares me way more than deep space well yeah i don't ever want to be down in the ocean i'm actually terrified of the ocean which is weird because i grew up in southern california but i find it very scary and like even if i'm only like um like waist deep in the water you could still like, there could be sharks there. Anything can happen. I don't know. It really freaks me out. I went kayaking with my friend in the ocean, and that was amazing. And then she jumped in, and it was so hot, and I wanted to get in. But, like, it was, like, all the seaweed down below. Because we were, we were like, a mile into the ocean. And I was like, I don't know what is swimming through that seaweed. I'm not going in there. 
No. I'm not doing it. I and won't. I was like a little embarrassed about what a uh, scaredy cat I was, but I was also like, I, I truly can't get in there. I see. I get that way too about things that I am scared about. And I'm trying to stop being embarrassed by it because it's like, hey, my body is in shock. I don't really want to go <laughs> through that. Like, yeah, it's not fun when you're scared because it's not like a fun, scary, like roller coasters. It's scary, like, oh, my God, I made it through that without getting bitten by a shark. And very rarely am I on the other side of it where I'm like, you're right. I should have done that. Yeah, I don't I don't regret not getting in. <laughs> I was like, I can see it from here. But when we went kayaking that day, literally no one is going to learn anything about me as an actress <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> When we went kayaking that day, there were all these dolphins, and that was so cool because there were dolphins swimming like six feet from us, and that was amazing. But then I was also like, where there are dolphins, there are other creatures. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get in. Not for me. Not, Not for, me. for me. Not for me. Now that we've already discussed our fears, <laughs> <laughs> let's hop in and start chatting about you. So Car yeah. Carissa, when did you realize that your God-given gifts of loud sounds could be changed into music and theater um i well oh, how do i answer that God <laughs> gift of loud sound well so i started this when i was like four i started doing like children's theater and then i did shows all through elementary and high school and then i went to ucla i kind of i've always wanted to do this uh, my whole life I've never not been performing um, or trying to get hired to perform but like loud sounds I didn't really learn to belt until like my third year of college because every time I belted before that I would just hurt and get really tired um, and it took me a long time to learn how to belt. I remember being in school I there's no way they still do this but this was like 2010-ish time like in mm -hmm. college and voice teachers would fully be like well don't belt yet like wait until you're like a little older why I have no idea but I just remember like the concept of belting which like I think is more grafted onto like female voice than it is male voice in general as like a term uh, was, like, an achievable thing that would happen if you were, like, older, as if, like, you couldn't grow up learning how to healthily sing in that way. I don't think that that's correct. Right? I think that your teachers were just very tired. <laughs> just sleepy. And they were like, you know what, they we got like, tiny rooms. <laughs> belt now. Belt later. And all they meant by that was just, like, later when they were not there. But everyone was like, okay, later in my life. They were like, just belt away from me, please, just, God. Uh, not in this studio. I'm so, I have to turn my hearing aids down. I, I can't. I don't have time. And then they sip their vodka from their thermos. Mm, mm -hmm. You know what? God bless the teachers. God bless them. I did have a teacher with a vodka thermos for a very long time. That's amazing. Yeah. God bless her. Still, still kicking. Still teaching. Good for her. Good for her. So you. When you were a kid, was there a moment of, like, where it shifted from fun to, like, career focus? Um, I'm sure it did, but 
like, I just always wanted to do this. And I was never like, uh, like Dakota Fanning. I wish I were, but I was always just like, um, you know, I was just listening to another podcast yesterday that Tom Hanks was a guest on and, um, he said something that I've never heard before. And he was like, the work of acting is more fun than fun, Uh which is kind of how I've always felt. Like there's a lot of fun things I enjoy. Like I enjoy going to Hawaii and I enjoy like playing ping pong even though I suck at it and I enjoy like going to bars with my friends and like making out with my husband and those are all really fun things but like for me the work of acting like the work of being in theater is more fun than fun if that makes sense like and I remember feeling like that even as a kid like I loved going to summer camp and I loved playing dress up and I loved like running around with my friends but what I wanted to do all the time or as often as I could was be at play practice and then perform the show. And like, I remember I was Annie when I was like nine and I, it was like the, it must've been opening night or an invited dress or something. And this is like, you know, a little rinky dink children's theater. But I remember I said something, I was saying a line to Annie or to Annie. I was speaking to myself. I was saying a line to Sandy and the whole audience laughed and nobody had left in rehearsal. And I remember thinking like, oh my God, I just made like, what would it have been? Like 70 people. I just made 70 people laugh. And I remember like being, I can like sense memory, put myself on that stage hearing the audience laugh and feeling like my whole body sort of like tingle with excitement. And so I, I guess like that would be the moment where it started to become really, really real to me. But I don't know that there was one moment where I was like, I'm going to be an actress. It just sort of was like always what I wanted to do. And I toyed a little bit with the idea of like, uh, going to school to be an architect. Um, or um, going to like fashion school, but I never really took those seriously. And when it really came down to it, it was just like, yeah, I'm going to apply to be a musical theater major and then see what happens from there. Um, It's just always been the thing for me. Even like during this pandemic, I know a lot of people were really great about shifting their careers and like pivoting. And I just was always like, to what? What do I shift I guess I could go be a teacher but if I'm not doing this the only other thing I have interest in is teaching other people how to do it right and that wasn't an option in the pandemic really you know like yeah because I was also like yeah but then the pandemic is eventually gonna end and I don't want to still be getting my master's so like I don't know it's just always been a thing for me I always like it is hard to describe because when I am performing, it's as if my full brain is being used for the f- like first time is how I describe it. Yeah. It's like this weird, it's, it, it, it just feels like this is what my body and brain are meant for in a way that I have just never felt in any other job. Yeah. And so 
it's hard to describe to people who like don't do it well because also i think it's like one of those special professions like um i don't know i imagine like the people that are the trainers like the main trainers for peloton feel that way Mm -hmm. because they seem like really passionate or like doctors i'm sure quite a few doctors feel that way it's like one of those special professions where like some people do it because it's like fun or do it because it's gonna make them money but it's just one of those things where like most people that do it it's because it makes them feel something incredible whenever they get to do it which is also a really amazing thing because then you're surrounded by people that are like in love with being in the same building as you you know Mm -hmm. i think that's infectious if your job is accounting and you're in a room full of people who (laughs) fucking love accounting like yeah you're gonna love your job yeah honestly like um i've started performing again i'm not in a show like a broadway show or a tour or anything but um i've started doing a lot of like concert gigs and that's been amazing but what i miss most about the pan or like since going through the pandemic is I miss backstage. Like I miss mm-hmm. showing up to Frozen and sitting between Keely Bjorn and Tracy Beezer and just like shooting the shit. And then my dresser, Chelsea, like being like, they called five minutes, seven minutes ago. Get in your costume <laughs> and now. And I'd be like, okay, Chelsea, whatever. I love you, girl. And then like running up on stage and like pretending to do the splits and being like, I'm warm. Yay, let's go. And <laughs> while I'm still trying to make everybody around me laugh and I'm like trying to figure out why everyone else is laughing. Like I miss that. I miss the I miss the um, the like water cooler talk. Yeah. You know, I so listeners at home, I got the profound privilege of seeing Carissa <laughs> star as veronica and heathers off broadway at new world stages in the first year that i was living in new york and through happenstance our friend daniel put us together in the same room and um yeah been obsessed with her literally ever since um but i think the thing that i have loved about being your friend through this process of the last six seven years is you have been very open and honest about how the grind like sucks and how finding even like you who I have always been like is ahead of me uh (laughs) is having like kind of similar like identity struggles throughout the processes I was having and like just being able to like see you continue to persevere and be yourself has been like super inspiring to me. So like you reaching these goals and literally being Elsa for (laughs) people like has been amazing to watch. Thank you, love. I mean, like it is hard and like, I love you. I know what you mean by that, but also like, I always feel like I'm behind so many people I remember I would like text you that on kinky boots which is like unfair and shitty but I was also immature at the time like I would like be feeling like I was so excited to be on kinky boots and then I would be like looking at whoever was playing Elphaba on Broadway and I then I would feel like shit so like there's always someone th- 
to make you feel bad about yourself just because they're like feeling joy on Instagram. And that's why we love Instagram so Mm -hmm. much. But yeah, like it's, it is hard. And like, (laughs) I mean, I, (sighs) I've only had like three in-person calls um, this year since we've started winding out of the pandemic. And all three have just gone incredibly. And then to be told no, you're like, wait, 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 wait. Like you can be in, okay. Like you can be incredible like me and still not get up. No, but you know what I mean? Like you can be doing work that you're like, probably there are many other girls as good as me. I would not be surprised if someone else is performing this material in a way that many would deem better. However, like I am doing this the best I can do this. I feel great. I feel amazing about myself. And they can still just be like, I literally, for one of them was told, we think she's very talented, but not right for the show. And I was like, I'm going to pull my hair out. Well, and it's so hard because like we are tiptoeing out. So one of the things that I've always loved about New York is that auditions like don't have as much weight on them because there's always another one you can go to. But that has oh, been. Oh, right now they are so They are so, so slim. Every, everything. It's everything. So I just had a callback, like a really last minute replacement. And um, I did. Well, I obviously didn't book it. But like I. In the past, it was something that I would have been like, oh, that would have been cool. But it wasn't like. The most, most, most important role to me. It wasn't like a role I had fell in, in love with. It was like a gig that would have been an awesome gig. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But st- so, like in the past, I would have been like, oh, that stinks. Oh, well. And in this instance, I like woke up the next morning and sobbed for 10 minutes. And Brenton had to like comfort me. And I was like, I'm sorry. And he was like, you shouldn't be. Cause it's like such high stakes right now. And also, like, I, love casting directors for being extra nice right now but I also feel a little bit like from the stories I've been hearing from my friends auditioning I feel like they're almost being like saturine in their kindness in that some of us are maybe feeling like our auditions like are going in the past if casting directors had reacted to me or reacted to my friends the way some of them are saying we would have been like, I think I've booked it. But mm-hmm. now it's like just kindness. I don't know what I'm saying about that because I don't want them to stop being kind. I guess I would like to get used to the kindness and stop taking it as like ass kissing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a whole cultural shift that is happening with the way that yeah. we talk to people as we are auditioning and as we're doing things. And it is and it's good. definitely a roller coaster. Yeah. I think it's in good stuff for sure. It's for sure good. Like we should all be definitely kinder. But um yeah, it's a it's a weird it's a weird place that most of us are in right now. That's all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> um so I have a fan question for you. Oh, okay. Are you ready? So this is a fan question from Daniel Flint. Oh, shut up. <laughs> are you a monster? A let it go or a dangerous to dream, Elsa? Um, I'm a, well, my favorite song to sing in the show was Dangerous to Dream. 
Um, that one's actually tough because Dangerous to Dream is like about what's going to happen if I let myself out of this cage. Let it go is like, fuck yeah, I'm out of my cage. And Monster is like, ah, shit, I should have never <laughs> left my cage. <laughs> So I think that I oscillate, honestly, between all three, especially like if I'm performing in a concert, I'm very let it go energy. But if I'm walking into an audition, I am very dangerous to dream injury. Mm. Uh, injury? Injury. What the? Why did I say injury? Energy. Um, And then I don't know. I guess I'm monster energy in the bedroom. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think a thing that I have learn from our friendship and the way that we have talked to each other is about harnessing your personal energy and the way that it works mm -hmm. and using it to propel your career um I'll speak for myself and you can say if this is how you feel as well but I have often felt like I know who I am but the the way that people quote unquote see me for Broadway is this type of person. So when I walk into the room, I have to do that. And that's like putting a hat on a hat. And when I've been able to be me and my energy, that's when like I actually shine, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would, I would actually add to that, that like, I mean, like to a certain, we're actors, right? So like we do have to wear hats on hats and like it is tough like i you know i've i've walked into rooms with chaos energy like my callback for heather is i got in a car crash on my way there and i walked in the room and they were like how are you and i like opened my arms wide and was like well i just crashed my car so the day can't get any worse let's do this and it makes sense that for heathers they were like that feels like the energy we need. Yeah. <laughs> that feels like a Heather's, the musical energy. And then like other rooms, I have been like, definitely not that chaos energy, but I've like been Carissa energy, which is like, I'm not a very demure person and um, it doesn't fit for the project or the team or whatever. And, but I will say like my thought, that I have when you say like wearing a hat and a hat is that part of the reason maybe that you feel like when you are able to be your real self that you're shining is that I'm relearning with these auditions and also through these concerts that I'm doing because in the concerts I can be myself and I feel really amazing because I do feel like one of my talents is like banter with an audience at a concert and mm -hmm. so that makes me feel confident it makes me feel like I'm like doing it better than I ever have before but um with the auditions I'm realizing that like when I'm trying to convince myself of what they want my energy is like shut inside my bones and it's not filling the room. Mm -hmm. So, like, of course I'm not doing a job because I'm, like, placing barriers. It's like I'm wearing armor that my energy can't push itself out of because I'm afraid of my energy not being whatever energy I've decided that they want. Whereas, like, I, I am realizing that, like, the thing for me to start working on is, like, I do feel more confident than I ever have as far as like myself in my womanhood and like 
I do feel happy in my life and I don't feel so I mean I do feel I want their approval I want everyone to hire me for every Broadway job but I don't feel as much like please tell me I'm talented because mm-hmm. I'm like I'm good I am I am good and I sang that song well and it's okay that you wanted someone else I'm gonna get over that and that girl's gonna have a blast and good for her but like part of the reason I shine when I'm and and also maybe this is true of you but like when I'm able to be my own energy like the energy is filling this space and sometimes that's still not gonna and like often that's still not gonna be what they want they're not there's not always going to be Carissa playing the lead or playing the understudy or in the workshop. It can't be. I would not have time to do all those projects. I would love to. Um, I would love to be overbooked if anybody's listening to this. But, um, like, eventually it will be the right fit. And, like, really everything I've booked in my life has been born of audition rooms that I was being myself in. Yeah. I've never, honestly, like if I'm thinking about it, I have never once booked something where I was doing what I was pretty sure they want. And like, I think if most actors were honest with themselves, no one has ever booked any job by doing that. And I still do it all the time. I'm not trying to say I'm like a Zen master, but like, it's true. It's like when we're ourselves, sometimes it doesn't work out and you walk out of the audition being like oh my god why did I say that why did I say that why do you sound like an idiot but eventually like it will lead to success and eventually someone is gonna be like thank god she walked in the room you know absolutely well I think we couldn't even craft a better segue into this but Carissa (laughs) It is that time of the podcast where I have to ask you, why are you like this? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. 
Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, I probably should have thought of an answer before for it's that. Okay. <laughs> um, why am I this way? I, you know, I grew up as a homeschooler. And I grew up kind of poor and, like, tumultuous high school experience for a few reasons. Um, I think that, like, why I am the way I am today, because I know I'm, like, I, I know I'm a strange girl. <laughs> and I, and I, I like that. But there's, like, a reason why I have so many gay male friends and it's not because like I'm diva supreme it's because they're like it's almost like I'm a museum piece and they're like what is she doing you know (laughs) they're like what are you doing do you remember when I first got clip-in extensions and I had no idea how to blend so it was just my (laughs) chin length hair and then my rib length extensions and I was walking around the city like I owned it (laughs) I was like hi I'm Bloomberg. Nice to meet you. (laughs) I was like, this is actually share fantasy. Get into it. Um, But I know I'm a weird girl and I know I can be like loud and I know like I am hyper emotional and um, I recently got sort of diagnosed as having ADHD, which explains so so much about me and how I get overwhelmed and stuff but um so that's like a lot of like quirky anecdotal stuff but I think like the biggest thing about me and like sort of the through line of my life and this is gonna sound like I'm so high on my own supply but I I'm just like everyone should believe and love themselves so I'm gonna talk about myself in a positive way yeah I think that I am super resilient And I think that I'm, like, a huge hustler. And I think that I have learned to be really celebratory of myself and other people. So, like, the resilience and the strength come from, like, I I had an incredible childhood. My parents were amazing parents. And, like, up until age 12 was, like, idyllic. I loved it. I had great, no trauma, super fun And then some things sort of, like, hit the fan in my family and also, like, a lot of important people to me randomly all died in the same year when I was 12 and it was sort of, like, a turning point. And then, like, the next few years, that sort of catapulted me into my hormones and, like, maybe caused more um, tumultuous feelings than it would have if it happened earlier, you know? Mm, Yeah. Um. And then when I was college, sort of like as a because of a domino effect of some things that had happened in high school, I had anorexia pretty badly. And, um, you know, I had to overcome that. And crazily, I recovered from anorexia by myself. And like I was extremely extremely skinny I shouldn't have been recovering by myself but it is something that I'm like looking back on and I think like that was stupid I should have had so much help 
but also thank God and like how proud am I of myself mm-hmm. that I was able to find my way out of it slowly for a few years. And then like the journey of acting um, hasn't been like super easy for me. And I like I lived in my car for seven weeks when I was in L.A. And um, part of the time that I was living in my car, I was also doing Chicago at the Hollywood Bowl. And I would like <clears throat> I had a membership to Crunch Gym and I would get up every morning and go to Crunch Gym so I could shower like I would drive and park my car and then I would like warm up and then I would drive to rehearsal and I would like do rehearsal and then I would like go find somewhere to park and I would like sleep in my car for the night because I had no money but I knew like it was important it was important to me and I even remember at the time like that not feeling hard it felt like this is just what I'm doing and so I feel like I've been through a lot of moments in my life that it's just, I've just had to get through it. I've just had to like pull on my big girl pants and get through it. And so I think like things feel like less and less of a big deal as I get older and older. And I think part of the reason why I'm so strong is that like, it's sort of like my life has given me the evidence that I can make it through. Yeah. Like I, I got through some of the stuff that happened in high school and I, I got through, I'm no longer anorexic and I don't have, I really don't have any anorexic tendencies because I did a lot of hard work and I don't live in my car anymore and I have gotten to Broadway. And so like, I think that's my strong, my strength. And then I don't remember what the other thing I was going to talk about was. <laughs> but that's like so wild. You're having like these high highs, like you're literally doing Chicago at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I, going to sleep I, in my car. I have to sleep in my car and I have to shower at Crunch. Yeah. But I at the time, like I like truly, truly, it, it felt like this is what has to be done. Yeah. Because I booked Chicago and I have to do Chicago. So. I don't know. Um, I've had like a crazy life. It's been a wild ride. But, um, oh, I remember the other thing. I was going to say the celebration thing. Yeah. I used to have like a huge, a huge, huge problem with jealousy. I used to be so jealous to the point where it would just like eat at me all the time. And um, I went to therapy a few years ago for a lot of things. And that was one of the things I worked on. And now it's really incredible to know that like I can celebrate the people around me um because it's going to be my turn again pretty soon so like I lose nothing by cheering on my friends I actually gain so much because then they'll give it to me in return soon that is not an easy lesson to learn or at least it wasn't hard at least it wasn't for me like it's really hard at all yeah I used to feel very much like because she has that I can't Mm-hmm. and it's like well yeah. well you know and another thing is that like so I just got married in August and um my husband is from Australia and the way we met is that like after I did Jesus Christ Superstar Live um I didn't really book anything again until Frozen which was wait until Frozen? Yeah, I guess so. Which was like over, over a year after Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm-hmm. I had done like a few workshops, but I was 
auditioning for lots of Broadway shows, like standbys and leads and ensemble and a lot of things that I felt like I was really, really, really right for and I worked really hard on. And then I just wasn't booking. I wasn't booking. And I eventually was like, I have to get a job. So I was a like cocktail waitress at Sleep No More. Mm-hmm. And he was visiting from Australia and his friend had told him, you have to go see this Sleep No More show. You have to go. And and he was like, OK, whatever. And then this other friend of his that was randomly in town was going and asked him to go. And they came on a night that I was cocktail waitressing. And his friend was very chatty. And my friend that was also cocktail waitressing that night was very chatty. And so they were chatting to each other. And it gave us time to like, I like was like sliding shots at him because I noticed he was staring at me and then blah, blah, blah. And then like they went into the show and when they came out, she and oh, and when they went into the show, I turned to my friend Michaela and I was like, he's so cute. I want him. I you cannot flirt with him. She was like, OK, but I was very shy and she knew it like I'm not a very forward person as far as like asking people out. And so when they came out of the show, um, his friend, which was very gracious of her, she came up to me and was like, my friend thinks you're beautiful. And I was like, well, you can tell him I think he's pretty hot. And Michaela had like reserved a table for them blah 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 he and I went out that night and then we spent five days together and then on the fifth day he was like I don't know what this means and I don't know where this is going but I think it's really important for me to tell you that I am in love with you and I was like I'm in love with you too and now three years later we're married which is really cool but I will always appreciate that little bit of a lesson from that year that like I didn't book Mean Girls I didn't book um whatever the other shows I was auditioning for I didn't book like seven different shows that summer that all would have put me in a show that I would have been thrilled to be in Uh but I wouldn't be married to my husband now and like being married to him is going to be one of the most important things in my life it's going to be a through line through so many shows and so many auditions and so many whatevers and and life events and like sometimes when you when you're going through a hard time and when you're especially for actors when you're getting rejected it's really hard to see it in the moment but like you have to try to step back and be like okay what is this making space for elsewhere for me Mm -hmm. you know yeah as opposed to like this is like ruining things or like making me do awful things. It is providing you space to meet new people, to work on your craft if you want to, to do something else. It's it's hard. It's definitely hard for me. I'm sure it's hard for others to like spin that space of not booking into seeing it as opportunity because this career this career path as it continue as we continue to age through it will consistently be that up and down and it's yeah. something that like when you're 21 22 coming out of school you're like yeah sure whatever yeah as you get older through your life you're like okay this is like a this is a life this is a lifestyle that i am subscribing to and i I need to be able to find positives in the way that this ebbs and flows for me and for my well-being so that 
when it's good, it's good. And when it's quote unquote bad or not happening, like there are other things that make it good. Well, and also like, and this is another hard thing, especially if like theater is the thing I love most, Mm -hmm. you know, it really, really is. And so it's not just when I go to auditions, it's not just about like proving myself or like getting the paycheck. It truly is because I'm like, but I want to be on the stage, even though eight shows a week is hard because it's more fun than fun to Mm -hmm. me. So, but I, I think it is really tough to learn. This is like one of those things that you can hear a thousand people say it and it won't click until you learn it for yourself or the right person says it at the right time or whatever, whatever. But like most of us, sadly and also happily, will never be famous enough for people to say our name the way they say like Bing Crosby or Audrey Hepburn or, you know, like yeah, celebrated like Audrey McDonald is and will always be. I just said Audrey McDonald. Audra. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, please take away my equity card. Um, and we we still do it for, like, the love of it. And and still, like, the things we do are important. But I, I will say that, like, I think sometimes actors can get, and all artists of any medium, and, and many other professions, too, can get lost in accomplishing mm-hmm. and like the stakes are always going to be higher. So like now I've been on Broadway now I want to play a lead on Broadway. Now there's certain roles I would like to be a replacement on. Now I would like to be an original Broadway cast. Now I would like to be in an original Broadway cast recording. Then once, if I ever get to perform in the Tonys then there's going to be another stakes, if I'm nominated for or win a Tony, then it's going to be like upping the stakes. Like now I need to be in movies and now I need to do this. And there's always going to be something more to achieve. There's always going to be room for the stakes to get higher, even for someone like Meryl Streep or mm-hmm. Audra McDonald. <laughs> but like at the end of the day, this is our only life and it is eventually going to end it's not forever it is finite none of us have any clue when our life will end and like that is very macabre but it's also liberating Mm -hmm. so like it is okay to be happy if all you ever do is non-equity productions it is incredible to be happy if you book nine tours in your lifetime and never get that Broadway credit for some reason. It is in, it is something to celebrate if you choose joy, even if you pivot yourself away from this career path. Like, no one is the boss of you. You don't have to prove anyone to any anything to anyone. And, like, I just think sometimes actors beat themselves up so much for not accomplishing dreams that we dreamed when we were like 12 or 20. And then you grow up and you have bills and you realize maybe you don't like New York City so much or you marry someone or you get offered a position that sounds exciting to you or whatever life may throw your way. And it's okay 
to let your dreams change and evolve and your decisions to pivot you away from something that you thought had to happen mm-hmm. 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know? And I know so many, and I do this too, but I know so many actors that it's like they're so hard on themselves. Or um, my my MacBook is about to get out of battery, but like, you know, I know some people at the beginning of the pandemic that like pivoted themselves into a different career and they would always frame it as like giving up. And I was like, giving up what? Right. Yeah. Giving up what? You went and figured out how to go like be proud of the life you're living. That's celebrate that. You should celebrate that. That's not giving up. I'm going to plug in my Mac real quick. You Do talk. <laughs> uh, you are so correct. Just taking me on a journey of truth on truth on truth on truth um where it it is important to recognize that the things that you said you were going to do when you're 12 can change and if they don't change that's cool too but i think it's very important to take the time and to recheck in and just be like what are the things that make me feel the most me and let them be whatever that answer is it doesn't have to be the same because like literally when I was 12 I was dreaming of owning my high school being a (laughs) like a public school teacher and somehow having enough money to like also have like secret passageways in my house and like be you know a wealthy public school teacher like that's just like that sounds incredible sounds great never pursued it uh you can you can hope and dream in different ways and life being finite should be a freeing idea because it means that every day you get to wake up and choose to be ambitious and driven and also lazy if you want and also you know like and also like I think one of the most important things for humans is um, access to their own imagination. Mm -hmm. Um, And so many of us lose it. I mean, so many actors lose it. So many actors have such a hard time accessing their imagination. And so like when they get a note from a director, it's like they're like can't even process it. Or like that's why some actors maybe can't play a variety of roles. And I don't mean that as a criticism. I just mean it like all humans need imagination because that's how we get empathy, you know? And, and the world doesn't feel, it feels like it doesn't have that right now. Agreed. You know, I don't want to get too political or say something that could be misconstrued, but like, I think the overarching feeling I have right now is that like, where is everyone's imagination? Where is everyone's empathy? Why don't you put yourselves in in that person's shoes? You've never made a mistake before or like you don't know what it's like. You can't imagine what it's like to be a poor person or you can't imagine what it's like to be, you know, like I, I just – I don't want to um, everything no, I'm thinking yeah. of I'm like worried it's going to be too or, political or like I don't want to make your podcast get canceled but no, like no 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 or it's like you can't you can't imagine a different circumstance you can't imagine right a new way to doing 
the same thing that we've been doing like you right and but and then also like in your life so then it's like it's okay to like imagine a different way of going about your life and approaching your life it's okay to imagine that and also like I, I think I'm kind of going off on several different tangents right now, but I remember I watched um, Sandra Bullock gave a commencement address at some college years ago, and I watched it on YouTube, and I remember her saying that, like, she spent a lot of her 20s being afraid and, like, worrying and doing, like, um, negative scenario creations in her head, and she said something along the lines of like none of the things that i was constantly scared about happened other things happened some bad stuff did happen in my life but none of the scary things that i convinced myself to be constantly afraid of happened and she was talking about like i wish i had gone i could go back in time and say you have permission right now to be happy You know, like I remember when I was like working at Sleep No More, I was miserable and I wish I could go back and be like, in five months, you're going to be on Broadway. So it is okay to not beat yourself up every day for working at Sleep No More as a, yeah, I would love to be an actor, but I was a cocktail waitress and that is okay. Uh That is okay. And I, I worked for three years four years straight at one time in various different shows. I only ever had a week or two off at a time. And I wish I could go back to some moments when I was straight out of college and thought I was never going to work and be like, look at this four year period where you're going to be in show after show, after show, after show, like, or, you know, like even as a human, like some of the crazy situations I was in. I wish I could go forward and be like, there's going to be a guy with an accent (laughs) and a hot bod who like is really, really nice to you. So don't stress too much about this. It's okay to like choose happiness, you know, because part of like, I'm a hyper emotional person and sometimes I can really, really, I'm really good at convincing myself to be sad or stressed out. I'm so good at that. I am still learning how to convince myself to be like calm and and like present happy, you mm-hmm. know? Well, if anybody is listening, Chris and I give you the permission to be happy. <laughs> if you can't give it to yourself, we're here to give it to you. Yeah. Right here on why are you like this? <laughs> Um, so Carissa, it's getting to be that point of the podcast where we start winding down and I asked this of all my guests, do you have any questions for me? Yeah, I have, um, two. Great. What is your, I don't know if people have already asked you this before. Mm. What is your favorite thing about yourself as a human that has, that is maybe not directly related to acting? I thoroughly enjoy that I can always make someone laugh. Which isn't, I don't think it's necessarily acting related. I think it's just, I innately know how to make the room a little less stressed and a little more giggly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a superpower. Yeah, Yeah. it is. (laughs) Um, And then what is your 
favorite memory from college? Ooh, um, I, I think my favorite memory from college is when, this is weird because it's not really like a ha 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 thing. I didn't have a, I had a great time in college. If I break down like how my education was received by my brain from that time period, it wasn't good. Um, Mm -hmm. I felt for a lot of college, I felt very like untalented, but also pompous. So it's like this weird thing. But one thing that will always stick with me was uh, towards the end of our senior year at the school I went to, like, you have to take a directing class and it's just all seniors and whatever. And most of the time you're out auditioning. And I will always remember this professor of mine who was teaching my class, um, watched my directing scene. And I said out loud as I was like getting ready for feedback, I was like, well, see, the things that we worked on were this and this because I understand comedic timing. And this professor responded with, yes, you do. And it was the first time that, like, that kind of affirmation was given to me. Um, I don't know. It's just, like, always stuck with me because for that time when I think about it, it, the entire scenario felt uneasy. And, like, I was just kind of, like why am I still here? Like, I don't think any of you like me. So for me to like definitively say out loud something that I view as like a strength and a talent of mine and just to have someone respond with, yes, that's correct, will Mm -hmm. forever be in my brain. My biggest memory, like along those lines from college is I, my junior year acting teacher, um, like held me back at the end of class one time and I had happened to be placed with this scene partner that I was like, this person's not going to become an actor. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like there were some kids in your drama class that you were like, why wasn't I paired with that other person? This is really hard. And I'm dragging this scene along. And I remember him being like, you are a very good actress when you are with other good actors. And you need to learn how to be a very good actress, regardless of who is around you and what is happening. And you cannot slack off or become self-important when you don't think the other person is doing a good job. And I remember hearing that and thinking, like, this is going to be the most one of the most important things I ever hear as an actress. Because it's true. Like, you get cast in things sometimes where you're like, why is this person in this show and then sometimes you get cast in things where you're like holy crap these people are amazing <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm the person who shouldn't be here yeah yeah and you and you have to stay consistent the whole time so i don't know no yeah that Just is sharing that i yeah a really good friend of mine was doing a scene with me in college and uh i don't it's college right so you're like walking around and talking about like the theater that you're doing yeah that- you think you're gonna be on broadway immediately um and he said the line to me he said oh i don't listen to you when you are saying your lines and uh i had to (laughs) breathe in and remember that like you can't save everyone and just (laughs) 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 be like okay (laughs) 
not enough room on this door. Sorry, Jack, you gotta go. That's so funny. Or like, have you, okay, this is kind of not nice to say, but have you ever worked with an actor that doesn't look at you? They look to the side of your face for the whole scene. And you're, I've done professional productions with people that do that. And it's like, what is over there? What, what are you trying to find on the downstage right wing? I'm doing great stuff with my face. Look at it. <laughs> I'm really giving. I got a lot I'm going really... on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a jungle out here. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Well, Carissa, this has been such a lovely, lovely chat. Thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast today. Yeah. I love you. I love, I love you. your listeners. Where can the children find you? Um, I'm on Instagram at Carissa Hoagland, C-H-A-R-I-S-S-A-H-O-G-E-L-A-N-D. Um, when does this come out? Uh, I don't know. Soon. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, weeks? I was going to say I'm doing a concert, but it will have already happened. So ah, sucks yes. to be you guys. Sucks <laughs> to be y'all. Um, and I'm just going to put it um, out in the universe. If anybody is writing a Celine Dion musical, <laughs> um, just look up Chris's. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, look yeah, up yeah. Chris's work. I'm just just look just look her up. Yeah, I'm also going to manifest being in um, that Great Gatsby musical that's mm-hmm, happening. Mm-hmm. So I will manifest that right right about now is the time to be doing that. Right Thank here, you so much. Right now. <laughs> well, next time. Until next time, y'all. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.